Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Top Stories, the show in which the Bugle raids its own archives for the most important things from history, albeit history that has to have happened within the last 15 years. To celebrate the World Cup, this time we're going back to Bugle 272 with a 2014 tournament in Brazil. Now, raise your hands if you remember Sepp Blatter. Uh, there have been calls all this week for uh, the head of FIFA, Sepp Blatter, to resign. Even UEFA uh, said that he should go at the end of this year, but... Uh, well, look, it's the World Cup, Andy. He's not going anywhere, and uh, not this World Cup or probably any f***ing <laughs> World Cup. Uh, and he said he was angered by the calls for uh, him to leave, saying, this was the most disrespectful, disrespectful thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. And that's probably true, Andy, because he's never been subjected to himself. <laughs> so, unfortunately, he's removed that barometer of painful judgment from himself. Well, he was, uh, he was uh, su- subjected to you this week. You gave him... Uh Proper yeah, John Oliver slapdown yeah. on your TV show. I didn't say he should resign. I just said that he should... I don't think I... I think I just implied that he should just leave everything, <laughs> Earth. But he should just go away. Just leave, go, go and live in a hole. Well, it is one of the big questions on everyone's lips in Brazil this week. Had Sepp Blatter gone into politics instead of sports administration, oh. would the oh. world still exist? Oh, I don't think so. No. I'm not saying he would definitely have nuked the world, but I am saying that he might plausibly have uh, nuked, uh, nuked the world. Now, uh, but it's certainly true that God, as the Bible tells us, gave the world light so that we may see. He gave the world plants and fruits and shit like that so we might eat. Fish and birds and animals so that we might have stuff to shoot for fun. And he gave the world sports administrators so that we might get thoroughly f***ed off at the needless ruination of our favourite form of recreation. And he specifically gave the world set blatter to show that he is merciful. Uh, for instead of because we got Sepp Blatter the sports administrator rather than Sepp Blatter the 1970s despot he said uh, some extraordinary things talking about the uh, the storm against FIFA relating to the Qatar World Cup I think you've clearly stung him John he said uh, there is a sort of storm against FIFA relating to the Qatar World Cup sadly 
there is a great deal of discrimination and racism. Now, if by this he means racism against the race of dodgy 78-year-old white men who have clung to power at the head of a highly questionable global organisation amidst the pervasive stench of corruption, then yes, I guess there is a slight hint of that kind of racism. And if it's discriminating against obviously corrupt votes about where sporting events are held, then again, I guess we do have some discrimination on our hands. But by playing a race card, John... Blatter seems to be casting himself as a kind of 21st century Martin Luther King. <laughs> I have a dream that the world's biggest sporting event can be held in a tiny country that is a cross between an oven and a sandpit. <laughs> I have a dream that footballers will one day compete in a competition where they will be judged not by the quality of their skills or by the vision of their play or their ability to go box to box full for the full 90 and do a job for the team, but by their capacity to run around in 50 degree heat for an hour and a half without dropping dead too often. I have have a dream today! Hero John, one of the great men. Overall, though, has Sepp Blatter done any good for the game of football over all the years he's been involved? Well, was Joan of Arc wearing a pretty dress at her execution? By which I mean, it was very hard to tell by the end, given what had gone on since she started being executed. <laughs> Just tended to overshadow everything else. Uh, you said um, that awarding the World Cup to Qatar, as FIFA did so uh, controversially and... Uh, well, let's say dubiously. Uh, you, you compared it to the Super Bowl being in a lake. Yep. Uh, I compared it uh, uh, to the World Snooker Final being held at the bottom of the Marianas Trench in the Pacific Ocean. Um, <laughs> the deepest point of the world's oceans, conditions completely inappropriate. The cloth gets damp. The balls don't run fast enough. It's really hard to get a good lighting rig down there, so you'll probably be playing in the dark. Tourists are put off by the inhospitable conditions. And more importantly, there's just no culture of snooker there. The locals don't even give a shit about it. Uh, you did yours on a, on a TV show in the States. I did mine at an Edinburgh preview in Windsor to yes. an audience of five people, John. <laughs> five, five people saw my joke there. That's where we belong, Andy. Yeah. That's where we that's where we belong. It's just I'm temporarily inconvenienced by television. <laughs> I'll be back in Windsor in front of five people. <laughs> and uh, well of course ten years ago, as we've talked about uh, before, we had four people at an Edinburgh preview in the uh, yeah. the day England lost. We talked about a hundred percent walkout there. I had five and bearing in mind when we had four, that was two of us, so my crowds have yeah. gone up by well that's like hundred and fifty percent. That's like two and a half times the crowd I was getting Ten years ago, whereas do you know? I mean, do you know? I don't know if you get figures for how many people switched off your television show while it was on. Uh, <laughs> John, I'd imagine that you know many more than four. So you're actually hemorrhaging audience members far faster than you used to, and Much more. Uh, whereas my audience is growing. So you know, I don't think people are turning up to your gig uh, before <laughs> angrily screaming, "I thought Game of f-ing Thrones was on," <laughs> and then and then going into a different room instead. So. <laughs> It's different, you know, horses for courses. That's right. As, uh, a, in, as a French restaurateur would say. In, ter- <laughs> in terms of uh, trying to explain exactly the power of the World Cup. It's the World Cup, by the way, Andy. So oh, it's the great. World Cup. Oh, it's the yeah, World Cup. Um, yeah. Yes, the World Cup's happening. It's, very it's been good. a bit overshadowed here because also on this day, one of the most hyped sporting events in recent history, the first day of the England versus Sri Lanka Test Series yeah. has begun. So. Oh, that's, yeah, that's going to get overshadowed because it's also the World Cup. I oh, don't yeah. Know if you heard that. So, yeah, it's the World Cup. Yeah. Um, uh, in Thailand, uh, they, of course, had uh, a military coup, the ruling junta or junta. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they've realised they need to pacify the population, so they've ordered TV regulators to ensure that football fans will not pay to watch any matches at the World <laughs> Cup. That 
is going to work. Uh, the military said it's all part of their quote-unquote happiness campaign, uh, uh, which has seen a number of policy gimmicks such as free haircuts and concerts. Um, look, it's nice to have a free haircut, Andy, and, uh, you know, concerts are fun on a case-by-case basis, but the World Cup business is high-quality huntering. <laughs> Here's a little bit of uh, World Cup history, uh, John. Famously, in 1966, uh, the World Cup trophy was stolen and it was recovered by a dog called Pickles. And he found it in a hedge about half a mile from where I live and about a mile from where you used to live in in South South London. I can still feel that doggy trophy-finding magic in the air in South London. That heroic doggy saved the World Cup. Without him, John... All those famous photographs of England captain Bobby Moore holding up the trophy after beating the Germans would instead have been pictures of Bobby Moore holding up a large marrow with the words World Cup written on it in marker pen, <laughs> mouthing, is this the f***ing best you could do? You've had weeks to make a new one. Uh, Pickles, tragically, died the following year in 1967, according to Wikipedia, quotes, when he choked on his leash whilst chasing a cat. Now that's, that is an obvious cover story, isn't it? He choked on a leash chasing a cat. That was... Autoerotic asphyxiation. Clearly, <laughs> Pickles the dog could not handle the fame and the glamour. He was, of course, Britain's biggest celebrity pooch for a while, romantically linked in the papers with a string of uh, celebrity girlfriends. Petra, the dog from the hit, hit kids' TV show Blue Peter, the Queen's favourite corgi at the time, Heather, Paul McCartney's dog, a poodle called Ethel Weisenstein. I don't know why McCartney always gave his dog Jewish names. Also linked with pop star Lulu and uh, with Chi-Chi, the giant panda from London Zoo. But when the tournament was over and the celebrity appearances dried up, poor old Pickle struggled to come to terms with normality and he turned to increasingly high-risk solo sex games just to keep his tail wagging at all. It's inevitable, really. There's always victims. Poor old Pickles, stroke lucky old Pickles. Delete as you see fit. Well, there'll be another top story tomorrow. Until then, goodbye, and don't forget to check out all the content from the Bugle Stable at thebuglepodcast.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.